Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. And welcome to the Deep Dive. We have the knockout rounds finally set. The bracket has been built. We uh, we are in, in absolute... Uh, non-stop World Cup coverage mode here. Uh, there are spectacular matchups in the round of 16 here for the World Cup, and so we will break these down for you. We are going to go through all eight matchups. We have a special guest to join us along with Andy. As always, welcome, Andy. We have one of the old school uh, soccer and uh, you know just kind of just general positive, awesome people in the gambling Twitter space. Uh, good chances if you've been around for a couple of years. He was one of the first accounts you came across. Uh, done a lot of content for the folks at Sports Gen and and uh, some of the other uh, uh, interesting entities out there covering NFL, covering soccer, and he. And we are super excited to talk to uh, talk to this fellow today. He's a good b- friend behind the scenes, chatting it up with us on the regular. Welcome to the deep dive, Power. How's it going? How's it going? Love the intro, Whale. Appreciate it. Well, you know how it goes, man. It's the knockout round. We had to step up, step up our game. We had to, we had to bring in the power, man. Uh, and uh, if you have not already, you should follow Power D at Power D underscore Picks on Twitter. Uh, and um, you have a pretty unique background. And it, you, it, this was an easy call uh, getting you involved in this because. Um, you know, you, I know how closely you follow soccer, uh, not just for the World Cup, but the uh, the um, the international club play as well. Uh, how did you first get into that, out of curiosity? Soccer is kind of a sport. I played my entire life. Um, so my when I was in fifth grade, I finally made our local club team, and our trainer was from England, and he was from Liverpool. So he was a big Liverpool fan. Um, so if you don't follow me already. That's kind of where my Liverpool roots come from. Um, and then from there on out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where that came from. Uh, yeah, 20 years in the making, Liverpool. Um, but yeah, and so in about 2011, 2012, I was overseas in England, um, kind of lived over there for a little bit and came across, I guess, on the gambling Twitter, England version space of, uh, they call them tipsters over there. And so the horse racing and soccer tipsters and you know tipsters for the punters tipsters for the punters that's what they are and uh you know started following a couple of them talking to them you know just kind of that's how that's how i got my start um in the gambling twitter sphere and then a few accounts like uh rs underscore champ uh, gabe big guy he you know me and him go back a long way probably five or six years now and you know just kind of making my way through the ranks uh since probably 2012 i guess I love it. So you got to, so we we brought in uh, one of the uh, the sharpest soccer minds. Ironically, you're a Texas guy, <laughs> and Texas uh, guy. it's a it's a super uh, uh, a super unique uh, background and perspective. And I uh, can't think of anyone we'd uh, rather have here to break down the round of sixteen. Uh, strap yourself in, feel the G's, uh, power D. Uh, let's uh, let's do this a fun and interesting way. I think most people will probably, you know, most of the content you see out there, um, you're probably going to get, um, uh, you know, go through kind of in order by day or whatever, or just kind of straight down the bracket. I want to mix this up a little bit and kind of power rank these matchups and kind of go from eight to one uh, matchups that we find the least interesting to the most interesting here and kind of break down the 
handicapping angles. Uh, and so we'll, we'll get into this in a second. But before we get there, uh, Power, what is your overall grade of the World Cup so far? Has it been, has it lived up to your expectations, the broadcast, the, the quality of soccer, the gambling experience? Uh, what, 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 how would you rate this so far? I think I would give it a solid, you know, across all three spectrums you just mentioned, probably a solid B plus. Um, I think in terms of the broadcasting, you know, obviously the different groups who are, you know, a lot of Fox soccer, a lot of FS1, but they're trying to appeal to pretty much everyone who's not American because USA was a big country that didn't make it and they spent a lot of money to get American viewership. But I think they've done a decent job in absence of the USA. I think the play itself has been, you know, so-so, um, but I think, you know, the side action is where, you know, this World Cup's kind of taking the cake because you're seeing, you know, I, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned to y'all separately that this kind of reminds me of the recent NCAA tournaments where big names don't mean big results. And I think that's really cool to see now on the world stage. We never, we never really did discuss that, but boy, it'll be interesting to see like when the final numbers come out here, how like Fox, you know, Fox spent a lot of money to get the world cup and then they're like, Oh shit. Like it's man, it's like getting the super bowl and then nobody goes to, nobody qualifies. Yeah. The Browns make it. Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't great. They went with the whole cheer, <laughs> cheer cheer for your you know cheer for your heritage, which see how that worked out for me. Jesus Christ! But they they had to do something, and honestly, I mean, soccer is it's still it's still on the uptick. It's it's the most popular goddamn sport in the world. There's there's more American fans every every time that we have a World Cup. It's still probably doing all right, but they they got put behind the eight ball right away with uh, the whole uh, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago gate. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I really have. The timing is maybe my favorite part about it because you get up in the morning and it's just soccer on all freaking morning. It fills a huge void uh, in the time of the day where you're just kind of getting going. And um, the betting angles have been super fun to chase down. Uh, you know, nonstop action, just a degen delight uh, so far to this point. We are what, 48 matches down uh, and another 16 plus, uh, sorry, yeah, another 15 to go. So actually 16 because they play a third, 16. Uh, thir- yeah, yeah. A, a third place match. So mm-hmm. um, so this is this is going to be super duper fun. Andy, what grade uh, do you give uh, Germany? Germany, geez, do you, I mean, they, they, their first halves, they looked like practices. Like, oh, let's, let's work on our passing. And it's, Fielders, I don't, I don't want to see the ball going into the box. That's that's a no no right now. We're just gonna, we're just gonna pass. We're gonna, we're gonna have possession. It was questionable lineups, questionable um, formations, questionable substitutions, and then just really some bad luck and some finishing. Couple woodwork, and I guess they ended up winning that match anyway. But. Yeah, South Korea, and honest to God, I went a little tilty, went pretty big <laughs> at halftime, and I said, I'm going to pound, pound Germany at halftime, and I said, you're not thinking right, Andy. Don't do it. The, 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 I'm like, Germany will score. They're going to score. It's fucking South Korea. 
<laughs> and so I I didn't love the t- I, I thought it'd be two nothing Germany two nil, so I bought the I bought the half goal and I flat bet the shit out of over one and a half goals second half, which was <laughs> so dead, just the deadest deadest bet. Oh. I was just because I didn't I didn't bet much on the game. I, I I felt tilted already before it. I just had a few little bets. I was betting the the other get the other match too. I stayed away from most of the Germany stuff, and holy lord, Korea! <laughs> that second one, that second one definitely soothed the wounds a little. Did you I, did you did your heart go cold a little bit though when they went to the VAR to make sure that guy wasn't offside? <laughs> You're like, oh man! It's not like it's not like it was. Yeah, it's not like it was super super close. That thing should though. I mean, Germany. Like, how many headers did Matt Hummels have that were just the the the, the putting it away was right there and uh, for sure too. He just couldn't get it in there. That was you know rough. the whole the whole tournament. for sure too. Yeah, maybe three. The, yeah. The scene in Miracle, if we're gonna jump sports, where he Herb Brooks makes them skate into the night until they puke that they need to do well i mean maybe not some of the older guys like go <laughs> you know kick rocks go play in the mls but the young guys boy they need to be wor- working on their headers until they're throwing up on the pitch that's a, uh, yeah that's yeah. an interesting topic for either this or another pod is um team's refusal to uh play young informed players and keep with the stars from 08 to 16 who got them the glory great point that's uh, a great point yeah Kadir I mean, just and Ozil. Like, really really quick i mean between the two of you going into i mean two years from now euros do we do you keep low i, I don't think so i think you i, th- I would move on they're in <laughs> we you know suma Who's uh, lives in Germany? He's on the pulse of the the German. You know, he's reading the Spiegel. He's he was saying that like right after the match. There's already people that want uh, Klinsmann. Oh, it was with oh yeah, yeah. That works. yeah that works wait, every, which I love yeah. him too. I don't. I, you know, I know. I know somebody else in the pod probably feels pretty close to the old Yergi. It's, it's pretty simple, man. Leaving Sané off the off the roster is a fireball offense. You brought three goalkeepers for crying out loud, uh, and you left the the one guy that that could have uh, uh, changed the pace in, in late in these games when you desperately needed to pick up a, a result uh, to keep yeah. you know, to get yourself into the knockout round. Like that was, that alone is a fireball offense in my opinion. There was a lot of managers who made really interesting decisions, like um, Belgium not bringing Nangolan. Um, you know, a couple of the England guys that got left off, but not Sane getting left off the German team was probably the worst decision from any manager from the World Cup in terms of squad selection. I try, I tried to no justify it when he did it. I'm like, well, I like this guy and this guy. And, and then I looked and I'm like, well, we probably could have had those guys too and not so many goalkeepers backs. I haven't yeah. seen a uh, – I haven't seen a a, a, a a personnel decision this stupid since uh, – Belichick benched uh, Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, this is uh, well. Let's move on and, and talk about teams that are actually in it. And R.I.P. and peace, Germany. Um, the uh, the matchups and and really, I guess Germany is the only like blue chip program that didn't make the knockout round. We have some awesome, awesome uh, uh, teams that made it in. And the way that the bracket worked out for us, uh, usually the round of sixteen is a little bit like 
you know, are the are the um, blue chip programs going to choke before they meet up in the real matches in the quarterfinals? Because uh, you know, typically there's like eight you know legit programs, but you know, we we as you mentioned in the setup here, kind of, kind of I thought uh, pretty appropriately, like this is like the NCAA tournament now. This is wide freaking open. Uh, and there's a lot of teams with a chance here, and that has kind of really afforded some some pretty outstanding, um, you know, round of 16 matches here. But uh, but we're going to start at the bottom. Uh, I power ranked these. Uh, I didn't really uh, give it a ton of effort or a ton of time, but just looking up and down the uh, the uh, uh, the matchups here. Sunday's the uh, uh, matchup between Spain and host coast country Russia. Uh, for me, falls clearly in the eighth slot. Uh, this Russian team is not good. Uh, I got snookered into backing them against Uruguay because I thought they had come up with the magic uh, elixir to, uh, uh, you know, literally. get there. Yeah, literally. They had literally, they had literally <laughs> doped themselves into contention. Uh, but that was uh, absolutely unequivocally uh, ridiculous because they looked uh, pedestrian at best against Uruguay, and oh, granted, that. some of that was Uruguay played maybe you know their best game of the, of the tournament so far. Those um, first two matches, though, well, I mean, they were reminding you of some of the great champions in sports. I mean, just Hercules <laughs> Everett. I mean, it, you make you think Lance Armstrong, Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, just Herculean efforts. By those guys. They looked great. It's a heartwarming tale of little it's engine who could, right? <laughs> the little engine who could, yeah. You put the right fuel in this little engine, and it can run. Uh, at, it can run a marathon farther than their opponents during the course of a match. Um, the uh, but Spain Russia to me is a is a mismatch of epic proportions. Uh, Russia did what they did uh, against Saudi Arabia and Egypt. Um, you know. Largely because they were able to, uh, you know, outrun uh, the squads. Are they even? I mean, I, what what is a reasonable expectation of possession here in the Spain Russia matchup? Are, is Russia even going to have twenty five percent possession? You think uh, power? Uh, I was going to go conservative with seventy thirty, but probably closer to eighty twenty. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, and Spain, we have yet to see really their best. Uh, although if you kind of dig into the advanced statistics a little bit, like, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we know they switched managers, uh, right at the eve of the competition. And maybe that has something to do with whatever is going on with their defense. Um, but they conceded some weird goals to Portugal. They gave up two to Morocco. Uh, it looked for a, a good amount of time. Like Iran was going to, going to, uh, find one against Spain. Uh, and so their defense is vulnerable. Uh, at the same time, though, like you, you know, they, this they they have been clicking offensively. Uh, they've got what they needed to get when they needed to get it, um, which makes me lean kind of in the direction of: should we be looking at Spain team total over? Uh, if Russia can can get a goal, should we be looking at both teams to score here? Um, and uh, you know, is is the over two and a half a decent look? I was kind of surprised uh, at the total that they hung in this match. Um, I guess, I don't know. Am I setting up the angles correctly here, Andy, or is there some, something about this that I'm missing? Uh, and, and this is not actually a, a, a good look at the over. I mean, in the, in the spirit of getting ready for the pod, I've not even looked at the lines yet for these. We got a whole day off. I got all Friday. I'm going to be 
in the hammock looking at these, but I did pull it up right now. Uh, I'm not seeing team totals up yet on five dimes. I'm sure if I popped a couple of their books, I could find something. But the two and a half is plus money. So you got to think just uh, with the spread being what it is, Spain being a big enough favorite, it'll probably be a decent number on Spain team total too. I, I could get behind that. I think they bag a couple. I honestly, for my money, Spain, probably the most talented roster right now. Really yeah. close with Brazil. But, I mean, I love them. I like, I like how they played in the last match, I, I, I guess. I, I felt really dicey. Boy, after the first week or the first match days, Everything. My life was just in shambles as far as I was so high on Brazil, Spain, Germany, and the the results that those guys took to start things out. I felt like I was really dumb, but I think Spain bounced back. They got they got done what they needed to get done. They won the group. They got a decent draw, and yeah, they'll they'll bag a couple. I think a team total wouldn't hurt. Yeah, we're looking at them at minus three fifty five to advance. So that's like what seven. There's like almost an eighty percent chance that they uh, advance out of here. I think that's probably light. I think Spain advances as a parlay piece with some of these other uh, relatively rich uh, uh, prices to advance is probably a reasonable look. Um, you, and you, you know, I like I like Spain too. getting two or three goals themselves. Oh, yeah. But you bring up a good point. That's a bet we didn't really have, obviously. I just I hadn't really thought about that until now. That's a bet you you had the you had the three way the totals the spread. Now you have two advance because they will play these until they go to the pino kicks. So that is a fun that's a fun little twist there. That could be a fun uh, two advance parlay in this uh, in this first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, power. I will ask you uh, through World Cups past, uh, we typically see a dip in goal scored uh, once we go from group play into the knockout round. Things are a little tighter. Uh, some teams are just trying to hang on for dear life to get to the PKs because that's maybe their best shot at advancing. Um, does any of that color the handicap of this Spain-Russia match in terms of trying – I should maybe steer away from the over and just look at, like, the Spain handicap if I'm feeling this confident that the that that uh, España uh, uh, get it done? Um, normally I would, I would say yes. I think in this, the way this draw played out, um, I don't think anyone should really shy away from any sort of over team total over Spain to win and both teams to score type handicapping, uh, because I think Spain has obviously showed that their cohesion defensively isn't, I mean, granted that's normally against counterattacking teams with pace um, that can expose when their fullbacks get pushed high up the field, which I don't think Russia is really that team unless they really are on like the real good drugs like that we think they are. But their height on set pieces um, and kind of almost, you would say, the lack of communication between Ramos and Pique, which is strange because even though they play on different club teams, they've been on the same international team for 10 years now. But it's just it's just kind of strange that Kind of the defensive midfield to back line just really hasn't communicated well for Spain throughout the group stages. And so you could see Russia getting one. Um, I don't know if they would get two. And just with how Spain hasn't quite 
clicked yet. I mean, they scored three against Portugal. Um, they kind of had to. And Russia just – there's – aside of them advancing, there's just nothing about Russia that looks good. Um, and so, you know, I think a 3-1 Spain win would not be out of the question in a matchup like this. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, I'm probably going to look for, I'm going to look to, to back angles that fall right into that uh, narrative. Um, <clears throat> probably cover myself with the Spain handicap in case they win, like, you know, in case the defense finally shows out or in case De, De, De Gea finally pulls his head out of his ass uh, and puts together awful, a cl- clean sheet. Yeah, he's been awful. And awful. Uh, maybe, maybe they win like two, nothing or something like that. And, and I'll, so I'll have some Spain handicap and I'll have some over, uh, but uh, but I, I think we're all on the same page with that one. So let's move to number seven. Anybody, did anyone in here take a Golden Gloves bet pre-tournament? No. Oh it was back, like, tell me you didn't back De Gea. Well, no, I didn't, but the, the top, it was like De Gea. De Gea, Neuer was, they were right there. Like they, Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, I think the top three, there's no chance right now. No. I mean, De Gea could have some some – nasty uh some nasty performances here and maybe take it if spain runs to the final but boy the yeah some of those some of those numbers predetermined i wish i'd written them down they're laughable now yeah it's just, i think it's it's just, i think it's just the routine the... stops for de gea he can still make your game winning saves but the routine stuff just hasn't been there for him this tournament which is so strange from a guy like has, has there been any goalkeepers that have impressed you to this point power the korea um Michael, I think, is probably one. Um, I think, I think, I think Casper Schmeichel has done really well. Um, he really hasn't had too much to do, um, but I think kind of keeping in form with Leicester, like the way that they play, they kind of rely on a really good shot stopping goalkeeper, and I think he's kind of done that so far. Um, and Courtois, I, I don't know if anyone's gonna. I mean, I know uh, who was it, Tunisia or whatever. They got a penalty, and they got a. I got two penalties against him, but. I don't know if anyone's going to score on that guy either, the form that he's in right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uruguay, the only team that has yet to concede a goal as I look mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah. Right? Interesting. Which is, Interesting. I don't know when we're going to talk about them, but that's that's that's, that's, the that's just a solid, solid team right there. Yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, let's keep moving down the, the count here. So the number seven on the power rank, I have Belgium, Japan. Uh, this could have been number eight. I would listen to arguments about that. Uh, Japan surely feels like a buy against this Belgium team, which has just bananas talent. Uh, the um, and I mean they can create, they can create in crazy ways too. Um, even today against England, uh, they, they looked uh, dangerous with their effectively with their second second team out there. Um, no Lukaku, no Hazard. Uh, them uh, did uh, Mertens play like twenty minutes or something? I mean, he it was maybe. Yeah, it, it was, was uh, fifteen it, minutes top. Yeah, and still uh, they were dangerous all game. Um, and um, you know they they seem to be uh, a f- uh, a very poor matchup for Japan, who is here by the grace of a four minute red card, in my opinion. Um, do. Is this the highest uh, price to advance? I'm going to set up some of the prices here so that the listeners can follow along here. Belgium to advance is not hanging at five dimes. It, oh, wait, is yeah, it, it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, geez. Minus 560. Yeah. 
Minus six hundred or something, maybe. Yeah, minus five sixty. Okay, so in setting this up, yeah, they're minus five sixty to advance. This, I bet on Belgium today to beat England because I was thinking like it was overblown. People, people were saying that Belgium was like trying to lose to get on the bottom half of the draw, and I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't they be happy playing the runner-up of Group H? It happened to be. Uh, Japan, who, uh, you know, as, as we're looking at these odds is, you know, they are as presumably have a 90% chance to get by, um, you know, and, and so that kind of, it felt right that they secured their spot, got the win and now get the more advantageous matchup here, uh, in the, uh, knockout round. Um, how do we approach uh, handicap in this one? Uh, Andy, you, do you just pass? I mean, <laughs> I guess uh, so. We're yeah, looking I, I at mean, for, over, for the over match two itself. and a half. Over two and a half is minus one hundred four, and Belgium spread. It's a it's a plus money one and a half. So probably minus one ten will be on the Asian one and a quarter. So I mean, is your angle minus, right? maybe yeah, yeah maybe yeah, maybe yeah. that minus one. I could get behind a minus one and a quarter if it's around even money. Yeah, I, I'm, I can play I'm that. In there. I'm with you. I'm with two, you. Two nil, three nil. That sounds about right. But if it's if it's two and not three, and you played the over, you'd feel a lot better with that minus one and a quarter. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, how do you uh, how do you uh, grade out Belgium to this point in the World Cup, Power? Uh, I think they have to be in everyone's top three right now. Um, you know, there's especially in a game like today where a lot of people were saying, you know, they're going to play a second team and they don't care. They kind of want to lose. Um, you didn't really see it. You didn't see it from England either, but you just kind of saw the fire. Um, and it might not have been the cleanest game. It might not have been the best game to watch, but, you know, kind of the subtleties were there. And I think the threat that they have going forward compared with the experience they have at the back and potentially the best keeper left in the tournament, you know, I, I think if you're power ranking, teams they're either a joint second or maybe they're definitely a top three team left in the tournament right now and probably paired against the 16th seed so it's probably a a two or three versus 16 um i mean it just it just kind of is what it is you know at this point yeah the golden generation gonna get it done uh this year you think or are they gonna run into trouble next round if they face brazil uh, I think anyone around the trouble next round if they face Brazil. Um, <laughs> but you know, they, I think people are going to give them a lot of shit if you know they beat Japan but then lose to Brazil. And it's like, why didn't they, they why didn't they lose or draw? Why did they beat England? And it's just the mentality that you can't have a losing mentality, even if it's in a meaningless game, you have to still play to win the game. And that's what I was kind of having a debate with a few people today. Um, there's a few English guys in our office and they were saying, Oh yeah, you know, like what's the point of this game? And I was like, you know, one guy stuck up for his team. I was like, they're going to go, they're going to try to win it. Even with the subs, they're going to go for it. But another guy was, you know, talking about, you know, it's meaningless, pointless, lose the game. And, uh, a chat in a different chat, another guy brought the point of that's why you've been so bad for so long is because your mentality like that. And it was good to see Belgium not have the mentality. So it's a credit to them. Um, I think they can get it done. I think they can make it to the finals, but it's just going to be hard, even if they get past Japan. Yeah, yeah everybody and, and their the, sister said that the the it doesn't matter. This game is meaningless. Not if you had you know 
Group G, Belgium first, England second at plus money. <laughs> yeah. This is, I was so pissed about this number because yeah. I, I – You couldn't, you couldn't I, cut, cut hedge. It was yeah. unhedgeable because yeah. Belgium, Belgium was a favorite and maybe had the card difference. You could hedge, but England draw or win, it was just too much to bet to try to hedge out of 145. So just had to ride it and – Thank God for the thank for the what a goal. goal to get you. That oh one. my God, that was yeah, cool. incredible. Um, From so a guy that, who I didn't even think should be in the squad. So credit, I guess, to Roberto Martinez for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm in, I mean I'm I'm with you on your on all of these takes. Uh, but and, and you know, hey, if you want to win this World Cup, you're gonna have to beat Brazil sometime. Uh, I would rather get them earlier. Uh, then have uh, have them work clicking. their way. Yeah. yeah, they're not they're not 100 percent yet. Uh, I don't know that they're vulnerable to Mexico necessarily, uh, especially after what happened in Mexico versus Sweden. Uh, that was a little confidence shattering. Uh, but um, but certainly Belgium, like you know, rather take them on now than uh, run into them when they're absolutely on fire at the finals. Um, so I think they I think they did the right thing. Uh, you know, playing, playing. Uh, you know, even though they didn't play their starters, they got their guys some valuable time to rest. Uh, I think their offense is extremely reliable. It's among the most reliable goal-scoring offenses that we've seen uh, in this World Cup. And mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, they have so many weapons and they have so many ways uh, that they can create goals that backing them on the handicap at minus one and a half is something that I'm not even going to think twice about. Um, this Belgium team gets it done in style and punches their ticket for the quarterfinals. Let's talk about number six in the power ranking, Sweden, Switzerland. Uh, you could say this is maybe should be higher. I don't know. It's uh, it's where we are here in the bottom half of the bracket, uh, in the place of where we expected to see Germany. We see Sweden. Uh, Sweden is taking on the Swiss. Uh, people in the all across the United States who don't understand geography will be confusing these teams uh, all week. Um, they play on Tuesday, July third. <laughs> I know this is the this is like when you get Ghent and Gank in Europa, and you yes. can just pretend you bet on the other. Oh, I meant the other one. Right, exactly. Sweden, Sweden is the country from where they uh, where IKEA comes from. Uh, the Swedish chef on the Muppets, uh, Swedish meatballs. Uh, Switzerland is uh, is the yodelers and the Alps and the skiers and Heidi. Uh, and, One of these uh, has like a bank, right? If I'm yes, Switzerland has a bank. They're both they were both neutral in World War II. Uh, so there's no there's no fun World War jokes you can make during this being played okay. out because both both countries were neutral. Yeah, so although the Swiss certainly took a lot of Nazi gold, so uh, that's beside the point. Let's uh, let's break up the let's break down the matchup a little bit here. I'll say Switzerland um, wasn't given a lot of credit uh, to advance. I saw a ton of Serbian, um, uh, I guess Serbian steam, Serbian people. Pe- you know, they were a popular uh, popular pick to advance, uh, and um, and lo and behold. Uh, Switzerland beat them head to head in extremely impressive fashion, uh, thanks to the ethnic Albanians, uh, who had been previously, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess that there's some pretty impre- important historical context there with the uh, uh, the Kosovo ethnic Albanians uh, immigrating to Switzerland and now kind of making up the three pillars of their team in terms of offense. Um, 
but uh yeah, has been awesome what, what's yeah right where's albania got, why didn't they qualify got a bunch of good players i guess albania was in the last world cup i think they didn't do too hot or they were at least in euro i, I remember they were in the euro um, that, i think yeah. they, i think they made a little statement in euros yeah no they did i remember this yeah but anyway, uh, is uh, is I guess I'll I'll ask a power of this because you probably have some context with how Shakiri's been playing in international club play. Uh, is he among the best players in the world that doesn't get talked about enough? And is he is his uh, playmaking ability enough to make uh, Sweden the? Um, I'm looking for the odds here. Make them uh, sorry. Make Switzerland uh, a slight favorite over Sweden to advance. Uh, yeah, I think he's I, – I don't know. I don't know if I can say yes and no to your question about is he <laughs> one of the premier players in the world not talked about. Um, I think that's kind of for a reason. Like, he's a really good player, but, like, I don't know. If you just base it off of, you know, if this player kind of not in the – maybe in the prime of his career, maybe slightly on the other side of it, if he got sold – right now what would his price tag be and i don't great, think great it would be more than 20 million pounds which is not bad but like it's not you know he's not a neymar he's not a coutinho he's not you know one of those players but i do think against a team like sweden he's a player who can definitely influence the game um i i, I still have absolutely no clue how sweden is here um i'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying i don't understand how they're in the game and I think uh, a team like Switzerland with kind of the cohesive defensiveness they have, you know, they have speed on the outside. They have a decent holding midfielders who can spray the ball around. And they do have a playmaker um, who can kind of create something out of nothing. And so I think it's going to be hard for Sweden to um, get through. But that's, you know. We've seen the crazier things, but I'm going to go with Switzerland. Maybe not on the ML. If they're advanced, I don't know. It's probably, what, 140, 160 ML um, uh, to advance, yeah. maybe around evens. If they're yeah, advanced, the, anything under 125, that may be a good look. Switzerland, uh, okay. Switzerland minus advances. 118, yeah. 118, yeah. Yeah. Minus yeah, what? Nice, minus 118? Yeah, nice little price there. Yeah. Okay, nice that's price. not terrible. Um yeah, I mean, I'm sure Andy can kind of expand a little bit on that, but I think over under, it, I, I think I think you'd just be guessing honestly if you did that. But yeah. Switzerland to advance probably for me is not a bad word. These guys, uh, I will note uh, in head-to-head matches, uh, they have drawn uh, three of their last five, uh, and uh, granted. One of these was in 1995, and one of these was in 1987. Uh, so. Re- Relevance is in question, <laughs> but uh, when they actually, played at the 1930 World Cup, um, yeah, amazingly they haven't uh, they haven't played a meaningful uh, game in Euro in international competition since 1995 when they drew in uh, in Euro. Um, but um, there is one wrinkle that is keeping me from going ham here on Switzerland uh, to advance because I do think there is a lot of value in that one. Uh, I think we saw the best of Sweden already. I don't think they can elevate their game much. Um, but Switzerland relies a lot on their defensive playmaker, Lichtenstein. Uh, do you know anything about this guy? Because I think he the, is out on yellows. 
he is out actually now that you say that he's there yeah he's the left back place for juventus um yeah i honestly hadn't really looked at the yellow cards and who's gonna miss but i think switzerland has two starters Liechtenstein and somebody else who's gonna miss this next round and that's why that number is looking so good <laughs> what yeah. do you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 yeah. weird that a left back being out can affect a price like that but I mean, a guy like that, yeah, sure, he's not, you know, freaking Marcelo or whatever. But, I mean, he's he's a good player, and he's been in the team for 10 years now. So it's going to be a hard miss in this in this game. The other guy missing is Fabian Schaar. And oh, I have not seen so, him make so two, many. So two of their four defenders are going to be out for this game. Okay. Interesting. Um, does that open up an opportunity for Sweden to... to... I'm sorry. Yeah, for Sweden, Sweden and Switzerland. This is rough. Uh, is that open up an opportunity for Sweden to uh, to find a goal here? Uh, maybe looking at like a one-one draw type of situation potentially. Yeah, I mean, I guess I still, you know, I, I would still side with Switzerland. Um, it's just I think the, the Sweden, the way they advanced, you know, they got you know a few goals against a Mexican team who was clearly shook after that first goal. Like they were not in the right state of mind after that, which may not bode well for the next round. But 1-1, definitely on the cards. Um, personally, you know, I, I mentioned Switzerland's advance, which is probably a right play, but I think it'd be really hard to actually put any physical money on this game. Right on. Right on. Makes sense. Uh, were you surprised they conceded two goals to Costa Rica? Oof, that last one. <laughs> yeah? My goodness. <laughs> There's been... Uh, somebody just posted this in a chat not a bit ago, but it was like something about the a live better stream because of all the, the stoppage time goals, the late goals. If you so, wanted to take yeah. a late, you know, a juicy over one more goal, if you wanted to do that at like the 88th minute in every every match... When it's like plus four hundred, Jesus. Yeah, that was that was a weird result. But honestly, looking up and down the scores from the last, I mean, Morocco, Spain, two two, Iran, Portugal, one one. Some of uh, Saudi Arabia won a match, and there, yeah. there's some. There was just some odd results. Hopefully, the teams that moved on, minus the teams that are playing teams that have futures on, got their shit straight. And, I mean, you do have to have a different mindset in the knockout, especially, you know, some of these teams that maybe weren't playing for everything, like we went over or Belgium, England. You know, they, they had qualified. You're going to see completely different mindsets and hopefully intensity levels going into the knockouts here. Mm. I'm kind of starting to tilt back towards Sweden a little bit just because their defense is pretty damn good. Uh, and uh, uh, if they can make Switzerland angry, you know, I mean, if they can frustrate them uh, in the, you know, in the offensive half, and uh, and if Switzerland has any holes, if they're leaking at all in the defensive half, uh, it wouldn't uh, blow me away if Sweden can eke out a result here. Um, but I think the right play is probably draw. Um, looking back at Switzerland's last two uh, knockout appearances in the World Cup, they uh, they went uh, 0-0 through full time against Argentina before losing and added extra time. Uh, and they went 0-0 against Ukraine in 2006 uh, before losing in the penalty round. Uh, so Switzerland has kind of a history 
trajectory of uh, of not being able to find the goal they need to advance in regulation. Uh, so the draw might be a fun number. It's at about plus 200. Uh, and uh, this could be one of those that we finally get to see some penalty kicks here. I don't know. Are you a fan of penalty kicks power, or do you think that's a silly way to resolve these? Oh, it's great. And I think it's the only oh, way to resolve it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. Um, okay, let's keep moving down the card here. We got another five games to cover. Uh, the fifth in the power ranking, I have Croatia uh, versus Denmark. Um, Croatia has been one of the pleasant surprises in terms of a team that you would have thought, eh, maybe they can get through, to a team that when won all three of their matches, only conceded a single goal uh, to Iceland, which was on a PK. Uh, this Croatian team has arguably the strongest midfield. Um, they are going to be at full strength with rested rested legs. Um, Denmark, on the other hand, is here by the grace of France, allowing them to play for a 0-0 draw. Oh, and by the grace of Peru missing a PK in the first yep. match, uh, Denmark really is among the least deserving teams to be here at this point, in my opinion, I thought Peru was a stronger team overall and deserved to uh, deserve to have this slot. But lo and behold, we have Denmark and their, you know, their Ericsson and and ten other guys. Um, they have lined this uh, accordingly, uh, expecting Croatia to advance at about minus two forty. Uh, likelihood of them winning in regulation, they're hanging that money line at minus one twelve. Uh, yep. which is very tempting. Um, however, uh, Denmark has the ability to park the bus when they need to. Uh, if you are Denmark's manager, Andy, are you coming into this game with the mindset of, we're going to park this bus, we're going to take this thing the distance and uh, hope that we can eke out uh, a late goal here against a tired Croatian team or maybe even win via PK? Hey, do you have an do you have another choice? I don't think you do. No, I mean I don't know that you're creating a goal against this Croatian the, team. At the least under, not with these. Under these... two is juiced right now. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that... I think uh, that's kind of what people are looking at. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're overmatched. It's not the biggest. You know, we we haven't got to. Maybe not the biggest mismatch. Obviously, it's not by just the odds, but Croatia's minus 240 to advance. They should advance. They've looked great, like you alluded to. Just, I mean, if you get a shitty penalty like that, I mean, what, what what's the stat on that power? Penalties are like, what, 72, 75%? I mean, it's just, if you face yeah, a penalty, like you're, you're, you're probably going to give up a goal. That's tough. But honestly, Croatia should be should be a team that hasn't given up a goal yet. And like we'd kind of said when we we're prepping here off air, this is if you don't have a future power, power said uh, this is one you should add. And I tend to agree because of the draw they've gotten on the, I call it the right hand side of the bracket because that's how I'm looking at it. Bottom half. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right, but it looks like the bottom half to me. Power Croatia team that you're, you're buying right now? Yeah. Um, I am. I think. Uh, I think. I think you bought them as well pre-tournament, which I don't know if we talked about it in the chat or not. But um, it's just they're just a team. It's like I think I forget who I was talking to. I made the comparison of like the early to mid two thousands Czech Republic team. Like it's not Ooh, a yeah. team full of stars, but it's just a team you just don't want to play. And it's like Croatia is just a team you just don't want to play. Um, 
you're not you're you're rarely going to score on them. The midfield, they're they're going to win the ball back. They're going to play stupid passes to you know to the wings, and they're probably going to get a goal from Anduchik in like the 88th minute or something stupid to beat you. Um, so it's just it's just a team you don't want to play, and the form they've been in and the group stages has really been impressive. Um, not only the win over Argentina, but just kind of how they played their group games. They just look confident. Um, they look like they're not going to concede, and they look like at any moment, you know, Modric or Rakitic or whoever is just going to play a killer pass, and, and you're going to get scored on. I like that breakdown a lot, and I did buy them pre-tournament to go to the final at about plus... 1500 or something like that but uh and i love the way that this uh, has stacked up for them they have to get through spain and uh, they should have a an outstanding opportunity to do so um typically a very good bellwether if you win all three of your group matches that you go on to win your um your round of 16 match uh it's pretty there's been there's been strong correlation there uh through the uh, through the years at the world cup that that it's and and I and I looked this up specifically because I was curious. Like you know, hey, how often is it that there is, um, you know, is is there ever value in fading a team that look that kind of overperforms in the group stages? And in, in fact, uh, there's pretty good carryover into at least that first match. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be shy here back in Croatia, uh, especially just because I don't. Fancy. I don't. I really don't think much of this Denmark team, um, and um, I like the way you set it up. They get a late goal. They they let the the Croatia money line backers sweat uh, for eighty minutes before they finally put one away late in the uh, second half. Um, Croatia can finish, man. They've had some outstanding finishes. Some of their uh, uh, some of their their one touch finishes have just been awesome, and they can do it again here. Um, they look good from set pieces too. Uh, Croatia advances here. And uh, takes on Spain in the quarterfinals should be freaking awesome. Uh, you can probably get pretty close to even money bet in Spain, Croatia to advance. Uh, and I will probably look at that as well. Uh, but let's move into the top four here of our matchups, keeping down our power rankings. I have number four looking at Colombia versus England. Arguably the best match on the bottom half of the draw. England winds up in this slot after losing to uh, Belgium today um, and takes on a Colombia team that, uh, despite losing their first match to Japan because of a minute four red card, uh, managed to win their group. Cashes a lot of bets for friends of the pod. A lot of people I know had Colombia about plus 130 to win group H, which was not looking good after that first match loss to Japan. Nevertheless, uh, James, Falcao, uh, Charisma, all these guys. I can't even, I'm not sure if Charisma's on Colombia, but uh, somebody with a name like that. Uh, these guys have finally put it together. They're scoring from set pieces like it's nobody's business, which is awesome to see. That's, that's the kind of organization that you want uh, to get behind. Uh, but for some crazy reason, uh, they are the underdogs to advance to the quarterfinals against England. In fact, if you back Colombia just to advance, it's plus 155 right now. Uh, to win the game in regulation is plus 311. Uh, am I dreaming, Power? Or is England better than I am giving them credit? 
I think the line has to take into consideration that Jaime Rodriguez is not going to play the next game. That's Ooh. the only logical explanation that I can think of is that whatever he injured in this game is not going to be good. Um, Have you heard but, that independently, or are you just basing that on the prices we're seeing? Um, no, I mean, just based off what he looked like when he came off and how he was looking on the bench, um, and then the price action for this game, it just, I mean, not that I would make Columbia a favorite, but I think it would be really close to, like, maybe you would put an England uh, 160, Columbia 190, you know, draw, whatever that would be, 230, 220, 215. I don't know what the odds stack up to, but like, you, you, you would think it would be closer line to evens than England 115, Columbia 300. It just, something doesn't seem right about it. Um, you know, I think, I think we talked a little bit before we got started about liking England to win the game, but if you're going to be betting on it, maybe Columbia would be the play just because of the value side of it. Um, it just, I, I don't, I don't know this, the line has me kind of rethinking what I was thinking about the game. Um, I don't know if maybe Andy has some insights on onto the line of uh, maybe I'm seeing, I'm not seeing something. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like James is going to play if that's a line. Yeah, I, there were some thoughts early. I thought England was – I thought their number was too – pre-tournament, their their number to win the tournament I thought was silly. And I thought it was just maybe so many people are degenerate gamblers in England that, that that's affecting it because they know everybody and their brother's going to bet on England. But they've looked good. They they definitely deserve to move on. Obviously, it was a re- really shitty group, the other two teams. Like, it was never in doubt. I mean, just based on – I should go look at the number for – even my number for exact finish for these two was plus 145. So I'm guessing, like, Belgium and England to advance had to be, you know, minus 160, minus 170. They were going to advance. I don't know if they're as good as they let on. And they played two terrible teams. A really good way to tell if England is as good as they let on would have been to see them play a good team like Belgium. But with the lineups and the how the match was played today, I, I really don't know if I know any more than I did before the match. Like, I, I agree with you. There's probably value. If you get plus 300 on, on Columbia here, and let's say Columbia scores the first goal, you are yeah, – I mean, it's free money. You can probably hedge your way out of that pretty easily. Great point. At the worst case, by taking some sort of over or something along those lines. Depends when they're scored. But uh, even Columbia to advance at plus 155, I don't hate that. I think this is going to be a close match. Mm, okay. Well, let's not do too much speculating until we hear a little bit more about James and uh, yeah, that, that I got my fingers that crossed. a lot. It does, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I was cautiously optimistic that he was taken out for precautionary reasons, and uh, it sounds like uh, at least I, what Power said made a ton of sense That because uh, uh, they play through him. I mean, they really do count on him. We saw when he was he had an amazing game against Poland, and they beat the ever-loving bejesus out of those guys. Um, so let's talk about uh, the number three ranked matchup of the of the Sweet 16: Brazil, Mexico. Um, <clears throat> Brazil has yet to really put the shit together in this World Cup. Uh, they have 
gotten two nothing wins in their last two results. Neither one was especially impressive. Uh, they obviously they tied one one against Switzerland in their first match. Uh, we haven't seen dynamic playmaking from Neymar or Gabriel Jesus that we expected, at least that I expected. Um, but nevertheless, these guys put constant pressure on you. And it is only a matter of time before they find uh, the right look and score a goal on you. Mexico seemed to be presenting those options to uh, Sweden in spades. And Mem Ochoa, who had a little bit of magic last World Cup and carried that over into a pretty impressive game against Germany and a and an okay game against South Korea uh, looked utterly lost uh, in goal against Sweden. Um, Mexico's right side of the whole right side of their team, defense, midfield, and uh, forward, uh, they looked completely out of sync. They were vulnerable. They were they were impossible to move the ball up that side. Uh, if you have that sort of a liability against a team that's as complete and as deep as Brazil, I think you are in deep freaking trouble. The lines all reflect that. We're looking at Brazil uh, minus 422 advance uh, on a handicap. Their minus one is, at mi- is minus 110. Uh, is it important uh, power for Brazil to make a statement in this game that they are the team to beat in this tournament? Or do you think they can kind of continue their slow play? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... You know, slow play is kind of an interesting term, right? Because at times it has looked to be almost German-esque, like real slow play. But when Neymar and Jesus aren't performing, I think what – I think I don't know what group I was talking to about it in, but the play that Coutinho has done this World Cup, for, for him to tick a team like Brazil has probably been the most impressive thing that I've seen so far. Um, I mean, is he your lead, leader guys. for golden – is he your leader for golden ball at this point? Golden ball, yeah. I mean, not golden boot, but golden ball, he has to be. Um, For a team full of stars, for one person to stand out is just so impressive. And that's kind of what he's done so far. And I think kind of to your point about Mexico on the right side, in in Brazil's formation, Neymar plays on the left and Coutinho plays through the middle. But Coutinho is kind of naturally, when he played at Liverpool, he was kind of the left wing. And so they can kind of interchange. Nonetheless, you have Marcelo kind of bumping up and down the side. I think that's going to be a lot of trouble for Mexico. Um, and I just, you know, the line reflects that they're the pre-turning favorites. They haven't looked good so far. Um, you know, they, there was a chance. They weren't going to, but there was a chance. They couldn't even make it out of the groups. Um, but they got the goals when they needed to. And, you know, Mexico is not a bad team by any means. I think they're actually a pretty good team. But it, I just think they're going to get overmatched in this game. Is Andy, is there any ability, you think, for Mexico to engage their one strength on offense in terms of the counterattack against this Brazil team? Are they vulnerable to that sort of thing? I don't. Like, going back to the first match where Germany's backs were getting way, way too high, and, I mean, right away it showed its head when Mexico got their goal. Not right away, but, I mean, that's – Everybody was saying it. It was apparent, and it was going to happen. Brazil's looked better than that, especially like uh, Power said. Coutinho, I mean, even throughout the throughout the group stage, but especially in the third game, I thought they look like they're coming together. Even see, even without you know Neymar being Neymar, I guess there's outside of Spain and maybe just right there with Spain, so much talent on the roster. I I think Mexico's probably 
hit run into a wall that uh, they're not going to be able to scale. Well, that was that was that was that, like okie doke. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know as soon as I said that, I'm like, well, I guess I'm running with this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is a buzzsaw, a wall. Uh, yeah, this is this my this is the end. Okay. Well, speaking I really, really like how they played, and honestly, yeah. they should have won every game. the The goal against them shouldn't have counted in the first game. Yep, I agreed. Uh, well, spe- speaking of a wall, uh, moving on to number two, uh, what looks to be the most defensive-minded game uh, is Portugal matching up with Uruguay. Um, the under two here is juiced to minus one twenty-six. Uh, the likelihood that we see over two goals does not look good. Um, Portugal, we saw, you know, I guess you would expect that they kind of lean on this way that they were able to succeed in the Euro 2016, uh, playing teams to 90 minute draws and getting goals in extra time or winning on PKs. Um, and you know, to, I think probably I'm almost certainly going to have some, um, Portugal under a half goal here, just because I do think Uruguay, who has had three straight clean sheets, can keep them off of the score sheet again, which leaves the question, can Uruguay get a goal and win this in regulation? Uh, do you have any initial lean on this one? Uh, uh, Power, this is the late, this is the mat- this is the later game on um, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's two very, very similar teams who play a very very similar style you know, I wouldn't call it defensive but you would call it almost like absorbive like they don't they don't try to play defensive but you know when they get the ball they can put a little pressure on you but you know they're not going to be a crazy fast counter-attacking team they're not gonna you know they really aren't stonewall defensive teams like Uruguay obviously has a better defense and they haven't conceded a goal yet but I wouldn't call either of them like stonewall defensive teams but I think it's just gonna honestly it's gonna come down to if Ronaldo or Suarez has a better game Um, okay it's just it's just I think one of those two is gonna have a piece of magic that decides it maybe in a 1-0 game um I would lean towards Uruguay um I had you know I, I haven't been sold on Portugal for 12 years, I wasn't sold on them in 2016. Even when they made it to the finals, I wasn't sold on them. Even when they won the finals, I wasn't sold on them just because they drew every single game. And then they won one game, and they won the Euros. Like, that's not, you know, they won, but that's not, you know, what it, what what they need to do in the World Cup. And yeah, did they, they, did can, they win? They can, what? Yeah. Yeah, they won one game. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, was... I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Andy, uh, what are the chances that um... – uh, that Suarez uh, gets goaded into biting uh, Pepe. Oh my God, I'd love that. I'm looking. I mean, that, and that's a matchup. That's a matchup worth watching. The odds right? on that. Let's find it. Oh, they, there was a book. There was a Euro book that took a bite, a biting prop. I'm, I saw it online. Pepe, um, if you don't know, is a, such an agitator. He is oh, such an agitator. Here, here's a fun bet that I'm sitting on. I'm looking at my futures that are still alive. And I took Uruguay over six and a half goals scored in the tournament at minus one fifteen. What are they so at now? They're yeah. five, five, oh, five. So you need one, two more. One, okay. I need two more. So 
I'm just going to go ahead and call this a one nothing Uruguay win, and I'll have to just sweat it out another week. And that's not a bet I'm taking the trophy into the dugout with yet, so I there's really not a great way to hedge out of that. So that's just a, a stupid future bet I made. Instead of over six and a half points, I took over six and a half goals. And <sighs> womp, womp. Like yeah, so... That's so I'm actually to finish EV Golden. I know there was so many chances, and I, I figured it would be three goals going into the knockouts. It would be one nil, one nil, one nil. But we got three. That was nice. Five would have been better. So hopefully, I'm I'm assuming one nothing. But boy, two nothing Uruguay would be really sweet for me. So do we think all, all three of us lean uh, Uruguay advances? I do. I'm not super impressed with Portugal. Okay, yeah. I'm going to Uruguay advances too. Okay, well, let's, let's move to number one then. Uh, the premier match of the Sweet 16. Uh, pre-tournament top four favorite, Sweet France, 16. versus pre-tournament top five favorite, Argentina. Uh, we see here Argentina lucky to get here. Uh, Maradona lucky to be alive. Uh, <laughs> France is disorganized and weirdly managed to... Uh, come out on top of C after it was all said and done. Um, but uh, is there an upset in the making? And I'll go with Andy first because in the last pod, uh, you were feeling this, uh, the mojo of Messi taking over as manager and uh, going on some sort of impressive run here with the uh, the Argentina squad. Uh, did they show you enough versus Nigeria that you want to get it behind them and, and get them to advance over France? Because you can get a pretty nice little price on that. I, and I like Nigeria. They were uh... – they were a feisty little squad. Like that was that wasn't a gimme. Yeah, Argentina is the only oh, Mexico too. I was gonna say there's not this isn't a great way to do it. But when you advance into the knockouts with a negative goal differential, which it's, I, it's, Mexico, it's, Mexico did too, yeah. minus two goal differential into the into the uh, knockouts. But we did, you know, we, we bullied, we stumped for the South American Convable, and they all won their third match, and I talked big shit about Messi's going to take over at manager, he's, gonna, he's making all the right moves, and I don't know if I can back that up any further. I, I wanted to fade France pre-tournament also, but, uh, I mean, it, it was tough to just, you know, bet against him unless you want to lay some huge number. I guess I faded him in a sense of I didn't – I left him off all my futures. I still am not super impressed with France. These were the two teams that, um, like, when we talked to Caleb and some of the other people I talked to, these were the teams that I said they have big names, they have sexy names from big clubs in Europe, but they're not teams. They don't have good coaches. They don't have uh, a game plan. And they, and they might spots. not and, and yeah. complete well. And I just think France is a touch young and they don't have a great uh, coach and they haven't looked like a team that can gel right now. I really don't know what to do with this one. I'm going to just cheer for Argentina because I don't like France. Uh, power. One of the most important adjustments that any team made in terms of getting themselves into the knockout round, in my opinion, was Argentina replacing their keeper. Uh, the keeper that they had out there in games one and two was such trash, and they swap him out. Uh, is Great that, move by Messi. 
Yeah, is yeah. that is that move by that, LeBron? Does that just, <laughs> does that give them the chance to get a one nothing type of win here against a, a very talented but disorganized France squad and move on to the quarterfinals and continue the uh, Maradona's reign of terror in Russia? Yeah. So this is so this is the like top five talent matchup with you know a kindergartner head coach for both teams. Like it's just it's the two teams from the top five or ten, I guess. You know, maybe France, Argentina, England, and Portugal were two teams that I was screaming at people to never, ever, 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 ever put money on to win this World Cup. Um, England. Like I said before, I do think they're going to advance, but you know I don't think they're going to win. France and Argentina. Where do I start? Both France, ton of talent. They are probably up there in the top three of talented rosters. But unlike a team like Belgium, they lack the cohesion, and they're just their their stars play two different games. Like, is Giroud really going to be the striker who gets the game-winning goal? Like. Where does Griezmann play in this formation? Is Pogba a playmaker or is he a holding midfielder? Yeah, great what questions. Formation? Are they going to come up for this one? Like, it's just there's too many questions for a team that has a super talented roster. Whereas Argentina, I, I think the line is right in terms of you got to make France kind of the bigger favorite while still being plus money. Um, but Argentina just have. They don't have the momentum because they don't really have any momentum. But <laughs> it's, I think I think France needed to win their third game in the group stage. You hinted on it a little earlier. Teams who win all three group games do really well in this. And I thought France were going to go f- for the throat and win the third game. And they just couldn't have cared less. And I don't think that's a good moxie to carry over into this game against a really hungry Argentina team who people are just shitting all over. And so I think Argentina's got to be the team you look at to advance from this knockout round. I like it. I like it a lot, and I probably am going to bet that way. I uh, I've been I've had my finger on the trigger to fade this France team for uh, going on two weeks now, and I think this is we start start pushing the button right now. Um, I want to see Argentina play the likes of a Portugal, Uruguay, whoever advances. I want to see Messi stay alive in this tournament and keep things interesting. I want to see him pull uh, pull some LeBron James nonsense and, uh, you know, drag this whack-ass squad all the way deep into this tournament. Um, so I'm almost certainly going to be betting that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, with that, you guys good? You ready to wrap it up? Oh, I guess we talked a little as uh, you know we talked about adding Croatia just because of the the nice draw twelve to one isn't bad. Yeah, I guess. Great. Is there great anybody point. else? Uh, we'll put uh, Power put Orwell. Pa- yeah. to, 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 we have yeah. to to reach yeah. final. We have to reach uh, to reach semifinal prices. Yeah, I mean, Power will put you on the spot. Parlays. Yeah, Power put you on the spot. Who's your Who's your final here? Pre uh, tournament, Brazil, Spain. Still gonna go with Brazil, Spain. I think. You're foolish not to hold any sort of Croatia future, but at the same time, you know I I think um, I think it's just going to be in the cards. Uh, Brazil, Brazil, Spain. I think they're the two most talented rosters. They've been together long enough. The coach, you know, it's a new coach for Spain, but you know I think the players are kind of dictating, you know, the lineups and everything. I, I don't think he's really trying to change too much about the team, which you shouldn't do. And Brazil just has the talent. Um, and so yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna make to reach finals, 
maybe those two Croatia future. Um, I don't know. Well, what do you think? I love it. I really do. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see exactly where you're coming from. Spain hasn't lost in so long. I think they're on like a 23 match, not, you know, have not uh, take picked up an L streak or something crazy like that. And we haven't seen their best, but the stats all indicate that they are as good as we think they are. Uh, they just haven't gotten the results we've expected. Um, and I could see Spain emerge. Brazil, I still think is the jug- juggernaut, should be the favorite to win the tournament, should uh, should get better and better and stronger and stronger each round. They got the horses to do it. Love the value on uh, on Croatia, potentially get to the final, but I do think we do see a, a Brazil-Spain final. Uh, Andy, uh, can you give me a prediction for uh, who gets uh, – who, who? what's the third place game? <laughs> who cares? I don't know. <laughs> um, who are your other semifinals? I, I do think so. Spain or Croatia there. Um, God damn, I kind of like Colombia now. I'm falling in love with them a little. Um, I just maybe it's because I hate England. I should start taking the. the <laughs> I should take a little out of the, the the emotion out of this, but I can see Uruguay coming out of that top part, um, and then probably Switzerland, Colombia, anybody coming out of that bottom quarter of the bottom half boy that's a tough one i think uruguay will be in the third place match and fuck it we'll throw columbia in there all right i love it i love it okay let's wrap this up thank you again power you were an outstanding guest it was so great to finally get you on the deep dive uh love talking to you on the uh, twitter.com all the time and it was uh i your 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 understanding and knowledge of this surpasses what i understand and know about the sport by so much it's tumbling <laughs> so thank you again for your time uh, and uh, best of luck. We will talk to oh, Andy. We're getting back on the horse tomorrow. We're doing Wimby draw. You oh ready? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we lots of stuff going. It's it's funny. This is like this the dead time. Of I know. Not for not for degenerate gamblers. So. Podcasting never sleeps. That's yeah. great. All right. Well, best of luck. Enjoy the knockout rounds. We'll probably do one more World Cup pod once we know what the final four look like. 